that was real high and I need to really bring it down because, okay, I guess I could have said hello, 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 hello. That felt a whole hell of a lot more comfortable, okay? <laughs> but I wouldn't be extra animated me if I didn't do it that way. So nevertheless, hello world. I am super glad that you decided to tune in with me and my VIP on today. I am so excited for my guest today. And this is about to be a super extra show. I ain't going to give you all the tidbits and the behind the scenes of it. One day you'll get behind the scenes stuff. Nevertheless, uh, so I have a really extra special guest. But before I tell you anything about her, I need you to share, share, share. Show me that sharing is caring. I know you heard that, that, that phrase before. Sharing is caring. So show me you care. So into my life and share this broadcast with somebody. Okay. Share this show with somebody. So go on and like it, comment, make sure you subscribe and turn the notifications on. Okay. <laughs> so I have a treat for you. I have a VIP that's extraordinary. Don't judge me for being extra. Okay. <laughs> Nevertheless, uh, she's a fabulous individual and she is going to tell us a whole lot about herself. She is nice and fit. Mm -hmm. She got a cute little shape. I promise you she do from what I've seen. I know I haven't seen all of it. I haven't been able to behold all the goodness thereof. Nevertheless, what I've seen is scout. Okay. So she's going to tell us about herself. I will tell you this. At the age of 18, she had something some transition that happened to her and i'm going to allow her to express that on today so stay tuned don't go nowhere i am gonna bring to the forefront miss paga hey sunshine hi everyone hi <laughs> thank how you are you feeling huh i said thank you for that nice intro <laughs> oh, you know hey i do what i do i try i'm just a little extra i'm trying to calm down but i'm really not going to um one day, one day I'll get there. Probably not soon. <laughs> is your day going amazing? How are you going to tell us how your day is going? Oh my gosh, my day's my day's going all right. Um, so from I'm from Melbourne, Australia, so it's um just past eight a.m. here on a Sunday morning. It's winter. It's cold. It's raining. It's windy. Today's only going to get better. <laughs> yes, it is. And but you know what's very interesting that you're saying this is I am in sunny South Florida and. <laughs> It is not sunny today, okay? So I'm telling you, I'm in sunny Florida. However, it has been raining. It has been storming. And I haven't been really excited about the weather, but I have been excited to be on top of the dirt and the dirt not on top of me. So even yeah. though it's kind of dreary outside, it's a good day because we are alive. We are alive. Absolutely. <laughs> so I'm super, super, super grateful for that. Tell me what you do for a living. Um, so I'm a secondary school physical education teacher. So mm -hmm. yeah, working with teenagers. Um, yeah, I, I love what I do. It's my 11th year of teaching. I'm humanities history trained as well, but I haven't taught that for quite a while now. It's been a lot of physical education. Um, and I also run my school's volleyball program. So that keeps me really busy. Okay, absolutely. See, I know you were super fit. Mm -hmm. And keep that <laughs> physique and stuff like that. That's, I guess that's a part of being like, is it offensive me calling you a PE teacher? Absolutely not. It's better than gym teacher. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Well, because it is that physical education that you're giving us. But I don't want to call it gym. I mean, we practice and play in the gym. I don't 
We'll go with physical education. We'll go with that. Good stuff. Good stuff. So tell me this. What made you get all into being fit and fitness and such? Oh, I grew up playing sport. I think actually from quite a young age, my, I, I was really, really lucky. So, you know, my mom was in a really blessed situation where she actually took time off work and didn't go back to work till I was 18. So, mm -hmm. yeah, she was the best taxi in the whole wide world and started me off with dancing and gymnastics and I remember at age six, I made friends with somebody who actually played netball, which I don't know if you guys are super um, into your netball. It's more a Commonwealth sport. You might have to Google it. Okay. Netball. Netball. Um, netball. It's a little bit like basketball, but with a hell of a lot more rules. You can't step with the ball. You can't go all over the court. Um, you can't bounce the ball. Pause. So what are you doing then with it? <laughs> I know, I know. It's actually far more skillful. You got to throw it. You can bounce it to your teammate, but you can't bounce it to yourself. You're still shooting it in a hoop. Um, but we have different positions. Girl, I gotta Google this because I just got hella confused. Because I'm sitting here going like, wait, a ball, and I can't bounce it, and I can't. I felt I like I heard a whole bunch of can'ts. What can I do? <laughs> I know, I know. You can pass the ball, but yes, you can't go everywhere, and you can shoot it in the hoop, but not everybody can. There's only two positions on the court that can. So. It's a big Commonwealth sport, and it's actually our leading female participating sport in Australia. Um, oh, I need to find out more about this. You just done stumped me, and you got me scratching my little bit of hair that I do have. About to have I know. I know. It's big in Australia, New Zealand, um, England. Jamaica's really big in it. So, yeah, you'll have to have a bit of a Google. But um, started playing that from a young age. Um, at age 11, I started playing volleyball. I just happened to go to a high school that um, – had volleyball and that led into me playing at more of a representative level representing um, my state okay um my nana actually was a big gym goer so my nana turns 91 this year but she used mm -hmm. to go to the gym uh every day and she bought me my first gym membership okay. uh, when I was a little bit younger so she's been probably a big inspiration behind me going to the gym but yeah, I love it. I think a lot of people ask me where my motivation comes from and I'm actually, I've got nothing for you. I just love it. Okay. <laughs> That's a good thing. Well, I, I, love think, it. I probably need to love it myself because I'm so doggone fluffy now. It's not funny, but I enjoy my little fluff, okay? Oh, I just, there's something about it, being outside. I've got a dog too who needs walking constantly, so oh. she keeps me really busy. Okay. Um, and I love team sports. Okay. That's what's up. I got you. So mm -hmm. let's dive in. Ready? Yep. Ready. I know you like you exercise and we're about to go swimming because we're about to dive. Okay. Yeah. Swimming <laughs> I'm not very good at, but let's go. <laughs> so at 18, something happened to you. Transition happened to you in your life. And would you say it was devastating enough to be life changing for you or life sh was shattering? Is that scary for you for me to say life shattering? No, 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 it's probably sums it up perfectly. Shattering. Okay. Okay. Tell us what happened. Yeah. So for us, year 12 is our final year at high school. So we're talking in December. We finished probably maybe October, November, had our exams. Um, I just finished quite a significant volleyball tournament. Um, we went on our schoolies, which is our. Um, I guess how we celebrate finishing high school together and I had just turned 18 which is our year of 18 in Australia is when we're allowed to drink we're allowed uh -huh. to get our license we're allowed to be adults I suppose okay 
Um, I mean, so well, I mean, 18, we can kind of do that too, but drinking is 21. Yes, okay. but you can drive earlier, can't you? Mm -hmm. We could drive as early as, well, 15, 16, with your permit. Yeah, so. yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. So we're at 18, I suppose. Oh. It's the first time we're allowed to drive by ourselves. And okay. yeah, our drinking age is age 18. And that's when we're finally allowed to go to a club. Um, oh. So it's quite an exciting time, I think, for, yeah, 18 year olds is a, a big birthday for us because mm -hmm. it is life changing in itself. Um, so I did go up with a group of friends from a high school. Um, I came from quite a sheltered life. I went to a private school, beautiful school, don't get me wrong, but I think in terms of street smarts and I guess what happens in the real world outside those school walls, I was probably quite naive to. And mm. going out with my friends, um, drinking, mm. I think me along with them, we were quite unaware of some of the dangers out in the world. Sure. And unfortunately for me, I did get separated from my friends that friends that night. Um, and I happened well, to did you guys were just having fun? You guys yeah. had it or it's just like they were like, hi, I'm leaving you. I'll be back. Yeah. So it was more of a, it was a really busy club. Really, okay. really busy. Um, at a lot of the clubs out here, I'm not sure if it's where you are. They're normally in big concrete buildings. Reception is zero. Okay. Um, and we're talking back in 2006. So mm -hmm. 2006 mobile phones. Mm -hmm. Gotcha, gotcha. Mm -hmm. Not not super useful. So we, it just happened to get busy. I got separated, couldn't find them. Okay. Um, I'm I'm going around desperately in this club trying to find my friends. Can't find reception. It mm -hmm. eventually led me to going outside to trying to call them. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't get a pickup. I didn't get a text. I did ask the bouncer. If they, you know, I, I guess I tried to explain what my friends look like. Where did they go? I know mm -hmm. it's quite busy. And he said, I think I know which group you're talking about. I think they mm -hmm. actually left maybe a couple of minutes ago. You're just behind them. Mm -hmm. I think they turned left. Okay. Okay. So I've I've turned left. I've wandered down thinking maybe they've gotten a bite to eat. We're talking mm -hmm. probably early morning now, maybe okay. 2, 2, 3 a.m. ish. Okay. Um, and, yeah, I just happened to run in a group to a group of men that, that weren't safe. Um, if I think about what went through my head in the lead up to seeing these men, you do get a sixth sense. I knew something wasn't right. Sure, 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 sure. Um, I had been drinking. I probably wasn't in complete control. Um, we do get told not to walk on the streets by yourself, for okay. example. But I think 18-year-old brain mm -hmm. should be right, you know. Mm -hmm. right. It'll be okay. There's people around. It'll be fine. Okay. Um, and unfortunately for me, it wasn't fine. Um, one of these men did grab me, um, tried to kiss me, and I did try to get away. And I did slap him, which provoked them running after me. And it did turn into a gang rape, essentially. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's devastating. That's life-changing. That's, yeah. that's extreme. How fast was it for you to tell anybody? two years so you kept that to yourself for two whole years not even like one of the friends when did you finally reach up to your friends when did you find it, them i know i remember the next i suppose when i sort of came to mm -hmm. finding my mobile phone there were no calls or texts i probably mm -hmm. didn't hear from them for a couple of days and i think Going through what I went through, I remember waking up in that alleyway telling myself, 
I just have to pretend this didn't happen. Wow. wow. I have to pretend this didn't happen. You know, we see, you know, on SVU, we see on the TV, we hear about these awful things mm-hmm. that happen. And, and, and rape culture is quite significant, I think, in society and in, in, in anywhere and everywhere. And I know it's gotten better since 2006, mm-hmm. but I think it's something we struggle with. And 18-year-old me only knew that we were always told alcohol, what you're wearing, mm-hmm. being by yourself, can lead you to be vulnerable and I think a lot of the time there was from my understanding there was quite a lot of victim blaming which made me fear going to the police or telling anybody what happened because I was scared that I'd done something wrong sure sure um I was also dealing with the fact that I didn't hear from my friends Mm -hmm. you know and and if I reflect you know back into those high school days I went to quite a small high school and that's not to say these people are they're wonderful people and there's still a couple of people that I talk to today, but, you know, we're young, we're dumb, we don't have a lot of life experience, we're, we're very self-absorbed that age. We know our brain's not fully developed to the age of 21, which is why you're drinking age. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It's 21, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so we don't necessarily have the ability to think as, as worldly as what we do when we're older. Mm-hmm. Um, were they going to be my forever people and did they have my best interest at heart back then probably not no um was it their fault absolutely not it was just a series of unfortunate events and Mm -hmm. for me I think I felt so much guilt and I feel I felt so much shame and I felt so much fear I think that kept me quiet okay 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 do you talk to any of those guys now was it girls yeah, and boys? Speak, with? Yeah, girls and boys. I speak to one of them and I speak to one of them quite frequently. They know my story now. Um, and like I said, we're cool. I don't, I, don't, I don't blame anyone. At the end of the day, it's, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter what decisions anybody makes. No one asks to be raped. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. those, those who made their own decision. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I do still speak to one of them and, and we are quite close. Um, okay. I think it took me probably, probably only the last five years, though, have I found I guess the right people for me that have really had my best interest at heart. Yeah. Uh-huh. What are you doing as of now that's helping you to cope with some of the traumas or the traumatic things of your past? Talking. I think I learned um, early on, you know, within that two years of not getting help, um, I developed quite severe PTSD symptoms, chronic anxiety, and I developed um, quite a significant eating disorder. Mm-hmm. And when we don't talk about things, our body's quite smart. It'll adapt. Mm-hmm. It'll find a way to make us feel safe. Um, mm-hmm. And I think my eating disorder in particular was, I think I, I love my health and fitness, don't get me wrong, but I think I almost took what I knew to the next level, to the extreme, because that made me feel safe and it made me feel in control. Mm-hmm. Um, what I'm doing now is I see a psychologist every week and really? We're talking nearly 16 years after the event happened and I've been through periods where I haven't seen a professional um, and I've tried to do it on my own and I think I've really had to come to terms with the fact that what I went through was significant and I need ongoing support and that's okay. Um, I also see a dietitian fortnightly and she just helps make sure I'm looking after myself consistently because I love my health and physical activity but I have to make sure I'm fueling it and I'm not using it for evil. Mm-hmm. And when I say evil, using it for a form of um, self-punishment, um, mm-hmm. self-worth, um, I have to remember I love it and do it for the right reasons. 
Um, and I guess for me this year, and this is quite new, um, doing what I'm doing now, actually actually talking to people, I think it's really good for me to profoundly found my voice, I suppose, 16 years later. Um, I could always tell people I was sexually assaulted. I could always, you know, after the two years, I could, I could tell people I had an eating disorder, but that's quite surface. Okay. I think under that and actually talk about what was really going on in my head and, and the battles that I've had and the times that I haven't been in okay and sharing that really vulnerable me is been quite a recent development and the more I seem to talk about it I know I, um, the Me Too movement's quite large over in the states but mm-hmm. a lot of people come forward and share their own yeah. I guess adversities whether it's sexual assault or it's not um We've all been through trauma and I think it's okay to say that we went through a shit time. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I think it's brave of you. Can I tell you that? Um, yeah. I'm so excited. I think I told you this before and I yeah. mean it now. <laughs> and I'm going to say it again. I'm so proud of you, especially for sharing your story. You have, I'm sure you do have an idea that there are plenty of people that deal with situations like this. And when traumatic situations end up happening, for some reason, our voices go mute. And I'm saying our because I'm not in that particular situation you were, but I've had a similar situation. Um, And for some reason, our voices love to go on mute during situations. And it's not helpful and beneficial to us as the person who has been impacted by it, by us putting our voice on silent. Um, It doesn't help in our healing and it doesn't help individuals know, hey, this is who you should be mindful for or, hey, be mindful of me. Forget any and everybody else. Of course, I'm thinking Mm -hmm. about people, but in the right now, this happened to me. So I need to make sure that I'm surrounding myself around individuals and, hey, certain words bother me, certain movements bother me. That's comfortable for me. I'm a touchy feely individual. So if something happens to me and or either I have a flashback of something for me, I'm like, hey, not right now. I'm real quick to say that. Not now. Yeah. Hold on. Pause. You know, I'll do one of those little numbers. But now I'm I'm such a bubbly individual and I kind of know how to say it so it's not so jarring. Like it's like leave me the hell alone. Don't touch me now. Mm-hmm. I might feel that way, but I'm like, hold on, okay, pause. I'll be right back. All right. Hey, I'll see you guys in a bit. Okay. Yeah. My body is telling me, leave me alone. <laughs> yeah. But I found ways because I started talking about it and because I started opening up and I started sharing, it became a little bit more comfortable. Certain people really, all right, her senses is going off. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Certain people know that. And then there's just other people that's just like, oh, she just decided she had to go pee <laughs> or whatever the case. Correct. It's. I think it's. What's the word I'm trying to look for? It's. It's trying to find the right people. I think that understand you and 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 hear you. Um. I think everybody has a story, and we're so quick to, I guess, blame other people for their actions and reactions. I think I've learned over time that I need to. I might not necessarily understand how someone acts or reacts, and it's not necessarily my understand right my responsibility to completely understand it. But I have to respect it, and I think I'm surrounded by people who are respectful of the fact that 90% of the time I'm happy, I'm bubbly, I'm outgoing. But sometimes there is 10% where 
I'm not okay and I'm, and I'm not in the best place and I don't have words for it and I don't want to be hugged and I don't want to talk and I lose eye contact and I, and I lose my speech and I think I've gone through relationships, friendships, um, sporting teams that perceive that as a negative thing. Um, I'm really blessed now that I think I'm around people who understand my story, but that's also come from me communicating that. You know, we know that communication is the fundamentals of everything and we all have our triggers, we all have our pet peeves, we all have things we're okay and not okay with. Mm-hmm. People don't know what these things are unless we actually tell them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. our responsibility to tell it, but it was also... Once we become into our healed mode, and I'm not, I don't like to say healed because I don't feel like it's ever an end to heal. I think it's always a healing and we're always continuously growing in regards to that. Um, but it's, it's our responsibility to surround ourselves with safe individuals. And it's also once we get on the other side of it to have safe spaces and safe boundaries because I want to I want some yeah. the next individual to feel safe telling me hey this is what's going on but I also don't want to open myself up too much to just feeling like anybody can dog me and or mm-hmm. trauma happening again. Um so I want to be a safe space for individuals but I also need a safe space to have around me as well. And I think that's super, I'm grateful that you finally got your, your team that's around you, but I think that's super important for us to have. Oh, we all, we all need a team. And, you know, I think we put ourselves under so much pressure, I think, to find that team. I think high school is a really pinnacle moment in our lives where we meant to have our forever friends and they're going to be there forever and they're going to be our number one. And when we think about it, high school is such a small portion of our life. And mm-hmm. to find your forever people in high school is very rare. I think sure. if we hold one or two people dear at high school, I think we're very lucky to have found those people. Mm-hmm. Um, I found those people much, you know, later in my life and I found mm-hmm. them you know, at my sporting clubs and, mm-hmm. and at my gym. And it, I think it also took me a long time to probably set, feel comfortable setting boundaries um, with people. But I think I also had to learn a couple of times that not everyone's going to be okay supporting you. Mm -hmm. And and that's not a nasty thing. I think my story is quite heavy. Um, A lot of people have quite heavy stories and Mm -hmm. not everybody is has the ability or is able to or in that in that space to be what you need as a form of support. Mm-hmm. Um, that's okay, though, because everybody yeah, yeah. can't be there for you. And Absolutely. it's up to us to understand and recognize that doesn't mean that you're an evil person. That doesn't yeah. mean that I hate you. It doesn't mean that I dislike you. But it just you're just not right for me or yeah. for me right now. And yeah. it's up to us to figure that out. And so find the boundaries. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I think we need to learn not to be so harsh on ourselves and harsh towards other people. We just need to be okay with the fact that not everybody is going to be in that inner circle and it's nobody's fault. We're not designed to get along with everybody. Right. Uh, right. And, and that's okay. And mm-hmm. I think I've also found it being really, it's been really helpful. Like I said, I see my psychologist weekly and that's amazing because I can speak to this neutral amazing loving professional who who, you know I do absolutely view as a friend but I can tell her my inner deepest darkest secrets and I know that she's not going to 
it's not going to affect us at a friendship level because it's a professional thing and it perhaps takes away my I think when I didn't necessarily have that going all the time sometimes I was seeking things from friends that they couldn't necessarily give me Mm -hmm. Um, whereas now I've got that professional person to give me what I need and I can feel heard without having to unleash on my friends that have got their lives as well they're there always they're always going to be there and they can always help me and support me but I do generally try and leave the really heavy stuff to my my health professionals yeah I mean that's what that's their profession exactly we need that professional because I don't need your opinion friends you know and I don't want the weight of you knowing whoever it is that affected me and then you're trying to tell me their worldview of it and why they did what they I don't want that Again, I'm being selfish in the moment and it's about me. I don't want you to tell me (laughs) about them and fix it. I just really need to talk. I don't even want to know what your opinion is. Yes. (laughs) And and friends and our loved ones want the best for us and Mm -hmm. and they want to fix the problem. Mm -hmm. And I think mental illness in particular, it's so complex for a reason Mm -hmm. and it doesn't necessarily have the answers and it's far more complicated especially eating disorders it's there's a reason it's the number one killer of mental illness is because of its complexities Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. you know and i think you know our loved ones are fixers they want to fix us they want to make it better and they might be able to see the answers without understanding the complexities behind it and that's so much pressure and stress on them which then lean leans onto us and it's so hard i think it's a skill i've learned over time is to hear people Mm-hmm. and just say that I I hear you I don't have to give them answers I don't have to give them opinions I just have to say I hear you and that's probably some of the best therapy in the world mm-hmm. sometimes you just want to be heard not yeah. you to talk I just want you to be there just want that shoulder and it's not to cry on I just want the shoulder hey. <laughs> sometimes it's okay just to be seen yes just, that's all it is I just need I just need you just, shh, shh. I don't even want, because see, even when we do the, the index figure out that you still can talk, I need to be telling people, shh, that's what I need to <laughs> Yeah, 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 so true. <laughs> yeah, I need to all the way up. So questions, I have, at the end of the show, um, I always have this this or that game that I like to play, right? I saw this, I'm so excited. What a fun <laughs> game. <laughs> but before we get to that part, how are you feeling about you sharing some of what you've shared? You feeling okay? Yeah, I am. I actually feel I feel I feel safe in this circle and I feel comfortable. I feel empowered. It's taken me a long time to feel safe enough to share my story without shame and fear weighing me down. Right. Um, and I feel like to anybody out there, you know, listening to this, if you just need to feel heard. I want you to find that space where you where you can do that. I think talking about how we're feeling is far more healing than we give it credit for as long as we've got the space to do it in. And if you're not surrounded by the right people, that's when it's really important to to reach out to those professionals because I think the biggest my my biggest forms of healing have come from talking, from not talking. I developed mm-hmm. quite year mental illness and I've got an eating disorder that I now have to manage lifelong and not to say that it wouldn't have been there but if I had spoken out earlier and gotten help earlier I think um my story may have been very different okay okay Mm. 
but yeah, I'm, I'm feeling, I'm feeling good. <laughs> good. I like hearing that. This is all, I, that's the goal is for you to feel safe. And I Ooh. never want you to put the, I never want to put you in a situation or a space where you felt unsafe. And I was very careful at some of the things that I was asking because I never wanted to be, I don't want to be a trigger for anybody. So <laughs> I didn't want that at all. I want to be a safe space. And if you felt like you wanted to fall, I wanted you to understand my hands ain't that big, but I will catch you. <laughs> it was a beautifully, it was a beautifully safe space. Okay. I think. Good stuff, good stuff. Okay, so it's time for the this or that. <laughs> yeah. All right, I'm ready. Uh, as far as, so we did some, we talked about some having a team, right? Mm -hmm. So as far as building a team, would you want to have a team more so online or in person? Oh, in person. <laughs> Absolutely in person. I don't know. I know it was a bit different in America, but mm -hmm. the pandemic for us, we had the second harshest lockdown in okay. Melbourne, Australia, post, mm -hmm. um, China was the first one. Okay. Um, we spent two years locked in our house and um, it's not for me. Yeah, it's, listen, it's not for me either. I could, it was a crazy time for me. Sorry, because I'm supposed to be playing the game. But I was crazy because again, I'm a touchy feely individual mm -hmm. and I'm going up to you and I'm like, hey, your shoulder's right there. I'm like, so, um, and I'll just touch you. Yeah. But I couldn't do that. It was weird for me. And I'm like, I don't like this. And I just no. want, FaceTime, I don't like FaceTime, but FaceTime became something that I cared about because I needed to see you, but I was still yep. mad because I couldn't touch you. <laughs> I know. And being a high school teacher, teaching for two years online, it's not the same thing. It's really? absolutely the same thing. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. I never have to do that again. Yeah. <laughs> In person it is. Gotcha. In person. Gotcha. Who's better at driving, men or women? Oh. Women. <laughs> Women, sorry. I mean, all the bless all the men that I know, but the women are, that I'm surrounded by are far better drivers. I got you. I got you. <laughs> Last question, then. Um, oh, I'm excited now. What's crazier, what women do for money or what men do with their money? <sighs> That's a really hard question. I know a lot of men that have really bought some bought some really stupid things, um, but I think sadly today in society, I think women we do too much for money yeah. um, in a space that we don't need to do it. And I think that comes back to remembering our worth and what we stand for. Ooh, that's good. Good. Mm -hmm. That remembering our worth matters. And I kid you not, it's just sometimes you're absolutely, for me, I think we do some some weird stuff. Mm -hmm. that, that's my word right now is weird. weird. <laughs> we do some very weird stuff. And there are certain things that are fetishes for people. And there are certain things that are just weird. And then there's just certain things we, I won't say that we shouldn't. I'm saying we shouldn't do because that's just Tiffany's standard. It's mm -hmm. just certain things that I feel. But just because I feel like it's bad. I'm not going to really crucify the next person to do it. I, for instance, let's just say I'm okay with strippers. I love strippers as an individual. Mm -hmm. I don't knock you. That's what you want to do. Just for me, as for me, I just don't want to be one. <laughs> and that's okay. That's right. okay. And it's okay. So, and I don't knock anybody for doing it. 
I've been to strip clubs. So, I mean, I'm okay with it. So I don't knock you for it. Um, but it's just, it's just not for me to do, but I'm not going to make you feel bad. Um, I'm not, I know it's not for me either. I don't think I go, I don't think I go very well as a stripper. (laughs) I don't know the way my hips are set up now. I might. Okay. never mind. Okay. I quit. I quit. quit. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me this. What is the final words you want everyone to know? I know you said something before, or is that what you want to say? what, What you want the world to know? Yeah. Your voice matters. Your mm-hmm. voice matters. Um, we're all worthy of being heard. Um, the quieter we are, um, the more power we give shame and fear. And shame and fear can hold us back from being present and being in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, I've definitely learned that the hard way. And I know that there's a lot of people that stay silent because they're scared of what other people think about them or getting in trouble. Mm-hmm find find your circle find your people reach out to professionals and just remember yeah your voice matters your voice does oh i like that yeah find your voice and use it i absolutely i absolutely love it can i tell you i appreciate you one more again (laughs) thank you so much for allowing me to be a safe space and letting your story be heard we have attentive ears, and I'm super grateful that you decided to allow us to hear your heart. So thank you. Thank you, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Oh, absolutely. This is not the last time me and you gonna communicate, though. I just want you to understand that. Okay. okay. <laughs> Hopefully, it's just the beginning. <laughs> See, I like what you did there. Uh huh. I absolutely like what you did there. Okay. Well, hear my heart, nation. That's gonna be it for today's show. Tune in with me next week when I will have another very special VIP with me on next week. So that's going to be it for the show. Tune in next week. Same time, same Hear My Heart channel. All right, y'all. Grace and peace. You ain't going to say bye to the people. You so mean. Bye. Bye, everybody.